0: The president talked about a new world order that got social media and about everyone buzzing on what exactly that new world order looks like. Fascinating op-ed. President Biden owns the new world order. Uh, The authors, Dr. Peter Bregan and Ginger Bregan, will tell us about the global order of things, U.S. and NATO response to Russia, and the bigger Russia threat here in the United States. China and North Korea are making noise again, and back here at our own border, the Department of Homeland Security orders a mass release of migrants secretly into the USA again, and the numbers keep growing. Senator Ron Johnson is here for all of those stories. As tens of millions of Americans suffer with long COVID, research points to the spike proteins causing micro blood clots inflicting pain on millions. Dr. Joel Hirshhorn will join us for what he has uncovered. All that's coming up next, friends, on Viewpoint this Sunday. away the bias, the lies, and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation, all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. this is Malcolm Out Loud here. Well, you hear about the New World Order right up front and caught everybody by surprise and social media got pretty lit up, of course. And, uh, you know, then people start to scratch their heads and say, what does that really mean? And of course, then they, as typical, uh, the media will pin it on conspiracy theorists tin hats. But at some point, friends, uh, the dots begin to connect, don't they then? And it becomes more of an act of something or a conspiracy to do something, isn't it? That's really the, the conversation and the argument here and, and a big conversation next year. Let's bring on Dr. Peter Bregan is here and Ginger Bregan, both the authors of the explosive new book, COVID-19 and The Global Predators, We Are the Prey. Uh, and, they, you know, they've just uncovered so much in this book of research and data of these corporate, well, and, and governmental global predators, really no other way to put it, friends, Uh, And so that's it. So, Ginger, you have a a fascinating op-ed. We'll stop right there. President Biden owns the new world order. And before I get you guys to opine, I wanna play exactly what the president said so we can all hear that right now. Um, Let's listen in to President Biden right here.
1: We are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy, in the world, it occurs every three or four generations. As one of them, as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order. And that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there. And we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway.
0: So those comments, new world order. And keep in mind that everything the president does is scripted. Everything is given to him. So somebody put those notes in there. They weren't accidental. I started thinking about this more so. And and clearly they were very, very intentional. You know, with everything that's transpired over the last couple of years, people have been concerned about this. Well, they even started calling it a, a new normal or, a, as you say, as the president says, or a new world order. Uh, Ginger Bregett, what do you think that entailed uh, from the president there?
2: I think that we've been heading toward a new world order for some time. And those of us who have began, begun and been able to identify aspects of it have Uh, way too often been censored, ridiculed. It took myself and my husband a great deal of time to really confirm for ourselves that this was happening because we didn't want to just listen to some opinion and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. We wanted documentation, and that's what we put together in the last two years. Since then, uh, because of the amount of evidence that we've found, that there genuinely is a plan and a plot uh, globally to control every single human being's life on this planet and to create a totalitarian overlord situation for all of us because of that and the evidence we've found. uh, we, We aren't even just believers. We've documented it now.
0: Everybody knows that something is afoot. I mean, no matter who you talk to, They know that uh, it's not business as usual in our country or the world. But a lot of people don't want to admit that there is some sort of a new world order happening here. They're in denial, in other words. Uh, How do we convince those people, uh, Dr. Bregan?
2: Well,
3: I think we have to actually, uh, to get a better grasp of who uh, Biden was talking to, you've used the word business a couple of times, Malcolm. And the Business Roundtable, I I thought when we first heard this, it's probably a Sunday morning show on CNN or something like that. But the Business Roundtable is one of the most important and least recognized business powers in the world. It consists of all the American top corporation presidents and CEOs, No secretaries or stand ins or appointed substitutes. It's literally the presidents and CEOs of all the top companies. I want to name a few, um, and there are about 200 of them. And uh, just glancing at the A's, um, Abbott is there, AFLAC, Amazon, American Airlines, American Express, Apple, ATT. Uh, go to the bees and a few of them: Bank of America, Bear U.S., Best Buy, and then Lockheed Martin, Marriott International, Mastercard, McDonald's, Microsoft, Intel, J.P. Morgan Chase, Pfizer, Oracle, and PayPal. So he was addressing the most powerful business organization in the United States, the most influential people, the top of the food chain, and when they heard this. They actually were just getting confirmation of what they themselves had been evolving into Mm -hmm. because they themselves, and this is most remarkable with 181 signatures in uh, 2019 had said, it is time to move toward a committing to all stakeholders, which is the code word for Klaus Schwab and for the great reset, and the great reset is the new world order. It's, the, the, it's just a euphemism to make it more interesting, palatable, unexpected, I don't know, but it is the new world order. So even these c- companies mm-hmm. were signing on to a uh, collectivization of business to exert power. All right. right. So let's
0: think about it now. Let's break it down. So here we have uh, the president. And by the way, this was on March 21st. This was a Monday. Uh, Correct. It wasn't a a CNN program or a a cable program of sorts. You're right. This was the most influential. And, you know, as you were reading a lot of those lists of names, Dr. Bregg, and I'm thinking what he really is talking about is capitalism. That's what he's talking about here. Think about all those names you've got there. With all those people in the room, that's called capitalism is what that's called. He's got all the heads of people there. So think about this now. Here's a president who really is gets scripted notes for everything. Nothing is spontaneous. Anything he says spontaneous is a goofball comment because he doesn't have the intellect value. And, and I'm not trying to be disparaging here, but he never has been an intellect, uh, even on his best days, truth be told. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the goofball comments aside, This is all scripted. That was put in there. Now, you've got this audience you just point out of capitalists right there. The most powerful people are there in this conversation. They're having. And now he goes and takes these scripted notes and talks about a new world order and how, well, the United States is going to lead it. Now, that was kind of a moment where people went crazy. Social media went crazy. Everybody else did. But the people that keep denying it keep denying it. And they say, well, no. And in fact, there was a comment here. Let me read this to you. Some, uh, somebody on social media said, uh, we've reached peak Orwell when the establishment is telling you there is no new world order while you're watching Biden say new world order. The people that are having trouble really understanding what this new world order looks like. I mean, it sounds like, th- for those of us who are doing the pushback, the world seems to be at a moment of conflict, I guess. that's It's like, well, it's the post-COVID world. Let's call it the post-COVID world. What does that look like ahead? Where's the friction? Where's the the, the I'm looking at the friction of what happens next. Do we all succumb and be part of the sheeple establishment? Or, or what does the pushback look like ahead?
3: Well, right now, uh, we're at the tipping point. I don't see a lot of friction. There's There's Malcolm and Peter and Ginger and Peter McCullough and, uh, you know, hundreds of physicians and other people who've been directly involved in this. But I think that in response to your question, the people, you know, they still don't believe that that this is happening. They need more facts. For for example, I'll give you two examples of just how powerful the New World Order has recently become. In January, Tedros addressed... His uh, World Health Organization. He's the head of it. He's the uh, director general. And he said they're moving past uh, the World Health Organization taking care of preparation for uh, pandemics. And they're now going to take charge of all world health. And they're going to make treaties with individual nations around the world. And they're going to, and they're going to, essentially run a global universal world health. And if people think that that's bizarre and is not going to happen, it has the total support of the European Union. Um, A few days before Tedros spoke, our secretary of state addressed the uh, legislative body of WHO uh, a few months before he spoke and said, we're going to support the empowering of WHO. So there is on one segment of healthcare that's where they're going. And that's what I think these corporations are doing. But then there is another segment of it, which is even in many ways uh, more terrifying. And that's what we see going on in the war right now. I just listened to a March 11th talk by uh, Fink, who is the head of BlackRock. And the uh, the head of the largest um, fund in the whole world, he's chairman and CEO, and he is talking about what has happened, what's going on in the Ukraine, and he is pointing out that the ability of the world to make such an international assault through financing of. Uh, uh, Putin now. Putin's a nasty, monstrous KGB guy, mm-hmm. but he's an enemy of globalism because he's a patriot. That is, he believes in Russia, not in the global world. And they, uh, he talks about the stakeholders. This is that term again. Now, this man is, by the way, he's on the board of trustees of the stakeholder group. He's a big guy at the World Economic Forum. And he talks about the power of capitalism focusing on its stakeholders who insisted that the corporations uh, attack and do something about Putin. He talks about the power of capital markets and how it was okay to throw Putin out because the markets are a privilege, not a right. He talks about the unification of Europe seems more real than before. Mm-hmm. This is this is uh, the two of the fronts. One of them is on this military-industrial uh, complex that's making a fortune out of out of the uh, war, and the other is uh, another is the overall banking people who are investing in all this, and then we've got the healthcare people who are ready to take over healthcare. So we're really talking about something very, very large.
0: Ginger, the words "new world order." And global reset, Uh, the. The media world and surely the social media world they immediately make that a tin hat conversation almost exclusively and it allows them to get away with a lot of uh, nefarious activities by putting it under that they're very good at look over there at over there distractions in other words just like right now while ukraine is the distraction they're sending migrants all over the country here and uh, again in the dead of night and doing all kinds of other trickery Uh, And that's what I think uh, part of the problem is. You know, I'm thinking the word we probably want to be used, because I'm very careful about using those words, even though they do come up a lot. But the word globalism, which uh, Dr. Peter was just talking about here, is really the appropriate word. Uh, I'm just asking, maybe, maybe that's the word we should be using, Ginger, globalism. Because really, these are all global people, global corporations, global political entities, global monsters. They're all global. And they are looking for some sort of a global entity uh, where we are powerless and for the more powerful, I guess. That's the way I'd say it. What do you say to that?
2: I think it's a globalist plan. And I think that it's global predators who are uh, activating this plan. And uh, we've been, uh, we've as a population and as a a world, uh, as a world humankind, we've been Um, uh, we've been brainwashed really to consider that these things are just ridiculous and not to be looked at. We need to take a breath. We need to look at everything that we have thought of as a conspiracy and find out for ourselves whether that's actually true or not, not take the word of the major media, which embrace globalism and embrace and are part of the global predators, and uh, really find out what is true and what isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, When people do that, they're shocked and their eyes are open to all kinds of what is being done.
0: Yeah, no, you say it perfectly there because uh, what you're saying is the evidence is there, the data is there, look for yourself, people. That's exactly what uh, Ginger Bregan is saying right there, perfectly said. I mean, look for yourself And I guess that's what I kind of had to do myself because I've never really been part of the New World Global Reset sort of conversation. And you know that out there. But listen, there's just a lot of strange things happening. Whatever the hell you want to call it or whatever, you know, you want to put it under whatever rock you want to put that conversation under. uh, It's a problem. And, And we can recognize a problem when we see a problem. Now, the the article for this conversation we're having here, the op-ed, President Biden Owns the New World Order, is on the front page of America Out Loud. Over to the left, I think you'll see it under Trend in there. You can look at that as you listen to Viewpoint this Sunday. And uh, also, uh, you're going to be hearing uh, Dr. Peter Bregan and Ginger Bregan again uh, on their own program. Uh, They And I'm happy and pleased to announce right now for the very first time uh, that we have a whole new program we are launching at America Out Loud. And uh, this program is called America Out Loud Pulse, Monday through Friday. You'll catch this show 5 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, there'll be an encore at 10 p.m. as we change our lineup just a little bit here for this exciting project. Uh, the Breggans you will hear every Thursday on that show. Every Thursday will be the time you'll tune in to America Out Loud Pulse and hear Dr. Peter Breggan and Ginger Bregan. And all their wisdom and ideas and thoughts will be right there on that Thursday. This show launches this Wednesday. Absolutely this Wednesday. And uh, the, the date on Wednesday, I'm looking up for you right now, is the 30th of March, coming close here to our sixth anniversary, by the way, at America Out Loud uh, in April here. Uh, excited for that. Uh, always, we always do some interesting projects and things, you know, when we have a big anniversary here, don't we? This is no exception this time as well. The show launches that Wednesday, the 30th, with Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, We'll launch the the show Pulse on that Wednesday, and I will join him for that broadcast there. You'll hear it right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. So check that out as well. Check the op-ed out. And that book, by the way, COVID-19 and the Global Predators. We are the prey. You can get it right off the front page for America Out Loud, or in your bookstore, or at wearetheprey.com. I'll catch it all right there, my my fellow Americans, and to our friends around the globe. After all, it is a global conversation, isn't it? After all of this, uh, well, I'll take a deep breath now, and uh, as we move this program along, and we have a lot of program ahead. I want to tell you first. One of the, you know we we have a lot of new products and and new uh, partners. The best way I would call it uh, coming aboard here at America Out Loud, um, and we're so pleased with that and so proud to a partner and sponsor with such great names and and brands. Really, you you hear us for many years with Healthy Cell as one of our our pride and joys uh, because it benefits all of us. Uh, today, at this point, I'd like to talk to you about the Genesis Fogger. Uh, it's a brand new product, a uh, company that we're excited to be behind here. Uh, and it really comes back to COVID and the fact that it's changed the world we live in. And nobody can deny that. doesn't matter what your political background is. It's changed the world we live in. And these uh, bio weapons, or viruses or whatever you want to call them, flus, influences, even superbugs, My my, my friends, it is is here. They are here and they are here to stay. They don't just evaporate off the planet. Uh, We need to begin to get the tools to fight these things as well as a healthy immune system. The air we breathe is vital, 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 vital. Uh, And so the way you kill the pathogens, which is how these things spread, is with the Genesis father. Uh, you put HOCL, hypochlorous acid, into the fogger, it puts a beautiful dry mist all into the air, kills it all. So if you've got people coming over, an event, gathering, you have people at your home, you want to just, you know, it's like spring cleaning, open up the windows and blow it all out, that's the way to do it right there. Or you've got a little business environment, anything at all where there's people, people are the key, human beings, that's all of us, right? You want to have the Genesis Fogger. Uh, it's powerful, powerful. Our listeners get 15% off the Fogger, period. That's a, 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 you have to use code out loud. That's something we negotiated for that. You know, GenesisFogger.com forward slash out loud. It's how you get the 15% off. And you can look it up. There's banner ads back in America out loud and all of that. So check it out and see what you think there. And while you're there, check out Healthy Cell as well. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Immune Super Boost is back in stock, by the way. That's been out. So you'll want to get Immune Super Boost. It's been out for a few months. They sold so much of it. Couldn't keep it in stock anymore because of COVID. Uh, Pretty incredible. Uh, Big thank you here to Dr. Peter Bregan and Ginger Bregan for all of their efforts and being on the front lines with us here. We're thrilled to have them here at America Out Loud. All right, friends, put your seatbelt on. Got a big segment coming up now with Senator Ron Johnson. And uh, we'll get on with all the other news. We'll take a pause here. You're listening to Viewpoint this Sunday.
4: In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both on the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next.
0: Our invincible American spirit drives the most audacious experiment in the history of self-government. America Out Loud celebrates the American spirit every minute of every day. AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. And it is Malcolm Outloud here, yours truly. And uh, we thought we were only to be worried now about bioweapons and uh, chemical attacks and cyber attacks and... You know pretty much that the threat of a nuclear war was in the distant past kind of a moment that harkened back to the days of ronald reagan right you know when the the and the end of the soviet union of course but now with russia on the move again uh the word nuclear is in the new cycle and it just seems like we can't get a break my, my fellow americans in the world these days here uh, we'll take the conflict up next year, and uh, Senator Ron Johnson uh, joins me. He is uh, a senator out of Wisconsin, served as the chairman of the Home, Alliance Security, and Governmental Affairs Committee from 2015 to 2021. He's now the ranking member for the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, also serves on the Budget, Foreign Relations, and Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committees, um, Senator Johnson, since we spoke last, uh, a lot has happened in the world for sure. Uh, you know, it is surreal that we actually are looking at this threat, a, a very serious threat with Russia being on the move like this. Um, what is the sense? Can you give us a sense of the, 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 the gut feeling of Washington right now, uh, you know, with Vladimir Putin and this, this moment is with this nuclear threat that, is, that hangs in the balance?
1: Well, Malcolm, well, I think most people are hoping and praying that uh, his threats of nuclear weapons are just saber rattling. If he's sane, that's all it is. Uh, I'm not sure whether he's sane or not. Uh, it was interesting. I spoke to many ambassadors from the surrounding countries uh, before his invasion, and to an ambassador, none of them thought he would actually invade Ukraine because they they just couldn't see any kind of uh, winning hand for him there. Uh, I think what's becoming pretty obvious, the way he is uh, bombarding uh, Maripol. Uh, we've always known that he's wanted a land bridge from Russia into Crimea and then further onto Transnistria, which is that uh, frozen conflict uh, portion of Moldova. And you know now now he's been announcing that his his main goal is the Donbass he may be scaling back his own uh, ambitions just in light of the reality that uh, he didn't got, he did not have the swift victory, wasn't able to top, topple the Zelensky government uh, because of the courage mm-hmm. of uh, the Ukrainian people and, and uh, the President Zelensky. So he wasn't able to accomplish a swift victory and now the body count is rising and his losses are piling up and, It's actually looking like Ukraine could truly win the war, if provided enough lethal defensive weaponry. Uh, Again, what what is such a tragedy about this and why I believe it's a war crime, nobody was threatening Russia. Ukraine didn't threaten Russia. NATO doesn't threaten Russia. The US doesn't threaten Russia. This, This is either all in his mind in terms of the threats Russia faces or... It's strictly his desire for glory to be, I guess, Tsar uh, Vladimir, um, and remake the the former Soviet Union or Great Mother Russia.
0: But if he's at the point of losing, specifically, doesn't that actually make him more dangerous? Really, I mean, even a chemical attack, that sort of thing, which you know, we're hearing the pushback on that, or a straight out a uh, a targeted nuclear attack even could even be. I mean, if he's, you know what I'm saying? If, if he's really losing, might he be desperate enough? And you just said he's not all thinking straight these days.
1: is not that make him more of a risk, actually? It could. I would argue he's already lost. He, he's not going to win this thing. He, he might destroy Mariupol. He may get that land bridge to Crimea. But I think he will have so weakened Russia at this point uh, that you know, his time in office is just a matter of uh, time. The, the the best solution out of here would be for the uh, people of Russia to depose Vladimir Putin and these kleptocrats, the oligarchs that surround him. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, it's it's a tragedy of historic proportions that Vladimir Putin, I would even argue, President Xi didn't uh, accept the outstretched hand of, of Western democracies and fully integrate into our economies following the rules threatening nobody instead of using these resources to build up their military and threaten their neighbors. When again, they're not being threatened at all. You know, nobody, nobody threatens China. Nobody threatens Russia. And yet they they both build up their militaries and, and they, they threaten their neighbors. It's, a, it's just a tragedy. It didn't have to be this way.
0: But the fact of the matter is that we made a mockery of the Russian relationship uh, throughout the Trump years. It was the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. We pushed them more away. We pushed them into Xi's hands. Uh, you know, he had far more in common, probably would have more embraced Western values. I, I just have a, a sneaking suspicion that we we, our political system here in America. And I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I don't think we helped matters out, uh, Senator. I, I think we helped cause some of this. I mean, it, it doesn't make an excuse up for what he's done. But don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? But we haven't done a good job with diplomacy and trying to build, bring Russia into
1: a different conversation. That makes sense. There's no doubt that uh, Putin uses NATO's expansion as an excuse for his grander plans. Again, NATO threatens no one. It's it's strictly defensive. It's maintained the peace for 75 years. It's probably the most successful defensive uh, alliance in history. Uh, so again, it, it threatened no one. He just uses that as an excuse. Now, c- could you argue that maybe you could have handled our relationship with uh, Russia better? I don't know. Uh, We we might have been smarter recognizing exactly what his goals and aims were and try to counter them more effectively as opposed to the reset. Uh, And by the way, John Solomon's got a great article uh, just recently about the history of the Obamas and the Clintons and the Bidens doing deals that were very detrimental to American interests, put billions of dollars in the pockets of Russian Kleptocrats in exchange for for millions of dollars in donations to their foundations. It's it's a very eye opening piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think you can certainly say we mishandled the relationship from that standpoint. You know, Hunter Biden, look what he got out of, you know, the the wife from the mayor of Moscow, 3.5 million, dollars million from Burisma. There was corruption going on there, mm-hmm. and Vladimir Putin again, he's had wider aims and goals. Mm-hmm. He just basically played the U.S. for a patsy under Democrat leadership. And, and, you know, really keep in mind, except for Georgia, which he did move at the tail end of the uh, Bush administration, most of these moves, most of these aggressive moves have occurred under the weakness of Democrat administrations.
0: Right. Right. Well, you just answered part of what I had asked because what you're saying is uh, our political system did mishandle that. A lot of the uh, the egregious things you just pointed out and uh, the people's names you just dropped. I mean, clearly answers what I said. Uh, uh, we we could have done a whole lot better here. Both, I think, across the board. Uh, with this Russia thing. Listen, in, in, in regards to Russia now, uh, you, you talked about what a, a victory would look like to Vladimir Putin just a moment ago. And I think you're accurate. The, the land bridge to Crimea, that whole thing, which is why you, I think you hit a very strong point. That's why he is a, a hammering Ameripole so badly. I mean, by golly, those people are, oh, wow. They've suffered so much. That, that city will never be the same, uh, I, I can't imagine and you know so we see what he but let me ask you this now with his disconnection from the world stage is is serious and probably permanent at this point you see the president wants to remove from other organizations world organizations he's being pushed out what does victory look like to the west i mean what does it look like to nato and the united states we know what it looks like to putin but whether he takes all that or not do they let him back into the world community at any point or does what does victory look like if he only gets the Donbass area and the bridge, or if he gets pushed all the way out, or is that even possible?
1: Well, I I think victory would be to expel him from Ukraine. And now is that possible? I don't know. You know, I don't see how you put this genie back in the bottle. Exactly. I don't see how the West can continue to deal with Vladimir Putin, like nothing happened here. Uh, I realize there are legalisms to, you know, somebody actually being adjudicated a war criminal, but in my mind, he's a war criminal. Uh, again, this assault, these atrocities, uh, these war crimes without any provocation whatsoever. And I don't see how you can take a look at his indiscriminate bombing of the civilian areas as uh, anything but a war crime, You're particularly unprovoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's, it's so, something different when your country is attacked, and yeah. you feel because based on that attack, you better go back and prevent a future attack. Yeah. But that's not that what's happening at all. Again, nobody, nobody was threatening Russia at all. Right. This is just his own colonialism, his own megalomaniacal goals.
0: Uh, two last quick points on this, and I want to move on. is... Uh... All right. The humanitarian aid and the weapons to Ukraine. Uh, let me just state straight out to you. Americans are very divided on this issue for sure. And I, I see both sides. I hear both sides rather. Uh, some want to stay out of it completely. Other, you know, keep our hands off and take no chances, period. End, end of story. Others want to go all in. Uh, how how do we how does America balance this line right now, Senator?
1: Well, first of all, when tyranny is on the march, I don't think you can just close your eyes and pretend it's not happening and and say you can isolate yourself from it Uh, eventually it's at your doorstep i think that's certainly what europe is recognizing right now that uh, they have the prospect of of vladimir putin's uh, aggressiveness being right at nato's doorstep and not having a buffer state like uh, ukraine so i don't see there's any way that we can ignore this whatsoever now i think it's also important not to directly engage Russia with either NATO or uh, American troops, but because the courage of the Ukrainian people, that's not necessary. Mm. I think at this stage, uh, even before that, we we should have been flooding lethal defensive weaponry visibly into Ukraine. Uh, Prior to Vladimir Putin's uh, invasion, he had to wait until the ground froze. Uh, We should have been doing that to change his calculus. We didn't do that. We whatever we supplied, we supplied quietly. We didn't supply enough, and now we've been very slow to provide him as much, provide Ukraine as much uh, defensive lethal weaponry as they need. Uh, they've been very effective with what they've gotten. They could use a whole lot more, and if we do provide a whole lot more, uh, just the mismatch in terms of what the soldiers are fighting for U- ukrainians they're fighting for their children for their families for their freedom for their lives amen uh, country and democracy they're, they're fighting for our values by the way okay we, we need to support them as they fight for our values russia what are russian troops fighting for the kleptocrats mm-hmm. in the kremlin uh it's it's not even a, it's not even close so i think that's why you're seeing reports to desertions yeah Why are you? And again, it's, you know, these are Russian conscripts. They're, they're 18 years old, many of them. They didn't sign up for this. They were conscripted for a year. They never contemplated they'd be going into a hot war where they'd be slaughtered by their cousins. I mean, I have to understand, this, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't a country half the world away. Uh, this is a country, many, many of the Ukrainians speak their own language. There, there, is, there are relationships between Ukrainians and Russians. Uh, this is again, this is horrific yeah. what's happening and I've got to believe a lot of Russian soldiers are thinking this is not what I signed up for and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lay down my life where I don't want I don't want to kill Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. so there there's a complete mismatch in terms of motivation of the people on the ground now the people letting missiles fly uh, they' they're too far removed from the battle to probably have much, make much of an impact.
0: Yeah. And to your point, a lot of them were caught off guard and didn't even know why they were there. They they weren't even told, by the way, when they went there. And they're totally unprepared, to your point. Uh, and you're right with the cross population of families and friends. It's made for a which might explain why the morale is it's horrible and why they've killed all these generals now. And they've, they've suffered some pretty serious losses. Uh, yeah. China and North Korea making some noise. Now, we've been seeing China. Oh, Over the last many many months, uh, you know, uh, uh, close flybys, aggressive behavior to Taiwan, sort of taunting them. Then you had the Olympics, and you had the handshakes with the in the in the tea in the afternoon with uh, Putin and Xi Jinping. We see all that happening. Well, so now North Korea, uh, in addition to China, is uh, they did the test launch of the Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. And uh, and he did this, which really is remarkable. I, I'm sure you must have heard of this, uh, this Hollywood style video, which is I just watched it. In fact, right, where he's, you know, uh, looks like a Top Gun pilot, all dressed in black leather and making a game out of the whole thing and really trying to get back on the stage. I think all these cats want to be noticed and they do all this for noise. Kim Jong-un, is he a real threat or is this just more of his little Hollywood stunts or somebody, the little guy who needs to be noticed? Uh, how much of a problem is that? And uh, boy, we're, we're uh, really shaking up the world here with China and North Korea, aren't we?
1: I view Kim Jong-un as a definite threat. Uh, he has nuclear weapons. Now he's got uh, missiles that can deliver them, not only to within the region, but into the United States. Uh, I've I've always been concerned about electromagnetic pulse, uh, that kind of attack, uh, which he's probably capable of uh, carrying out even today with satellite technology. So, no, I'm highly concerned about them. And this, uh, again, as I was saying, American weakness. And you you have to look at just about everything that Biden has done since entering office has weakened America. He opens up the border. You know, a million a quarter illegal immigrants come flooding in this country that weakens our country. Out of control deficit spending uh, sparks 40 year high inflation, 7.9 percent with no end in sight. Rising crime, the embarrassing and dangerous surrender in Afghanistan uh, wants to re-enter the deal with Iran. Uh, I, he goes crawling back to the negotiating table. Iran won't meet with him. So he ends up Having to utilize the other JCPOA partners, including Russia and Iran, to negotiate on our behalf, do you think that, that signals strength or weakness to China and Russia? So, when you're a tyrant, when you have greater ambitions, when you're megalomaniacal narcissist, uh, like these world, these tyrants are, uh, you take a moment of weakness. And you view that as an opportunity and you act. And that's what you're seeing, whether it's Iran, whether it's Russia, whether it's China, whether it's North Korea, they are acting. And it's it endangers the rest of the world. It endangers peace. So when President Reagan said that you achieve peace through strength, yes, he was talking about military strength, but that's the last piece of the puzzle. It starts with national strength. And I would say, fundamentally, it starts with national unity. And even though President Biden, when he In his inauguration, repeatedly said his number one goal is to unify and heal this nation. He and the radical left, the Democrat Party, it's one of the same thing. They've done the exact opposite. They've been exacerbating the divide. That's what those summer protests were about in 2020. They politicized the pandemic. Everything they do divides this nation. It weakens us. And tyrants like Putin and Xi and Kim Jong-un and the Ayatollahs, they take advantage of it and imperil all of us. Yeah.
0: Well, leadership is key, but you know, back even throughout the 2020 election and these last elections, we talked about that void of leadership and what would happen if a Kamala Harris and a Joe Biden got uh, the nod. And surely, I don't think anybody is truly surprised when you see these uh, poll numbers and the way Americans are reacting to this. Uh, Very few, very few are holding on to any promise of what this administration is. And the worst part about it, Senator, is we got almost three years left of this. You look at the damage done in one year, it should scare the hell out of everybody. And on that point, what do you think about this other thing? The DHS, uh, Department of Homeland Security, orders the mass release of migrants into the USA. This is another deja vu thing. So they're opening up the floodgates. Uh, it was a million last year and this year it's on pace to be a one and a half million migrants in our population. And they're doing this all through the night and they're sending them into our cities and our towns at record numbers. And, and Senator, I want to say to you, this is a total distraction because we're all we can only do one story at a time in our country because the media is stupid. And so now it's Ukraine before it was covid. Uh, now, right now, they've got a pass to do all this. And we're being stolen and beaten up domestically here. You talk about a lack of leadership. What do you say to all that?
1: I'm not necessarily going to argue that the media is not stupid. What they are is they're complicit and they're radical leftists and they know they actually know what they're doing. They are aiding and embedding this. Uh, they, maybe not, they maybe don't realize how they're destroying this country. They're, they're dedicated to the leftists. So they're utopians. They think they're just smarter and better angels than the Marxist communists have destroyed nations in the past. So it, give them the power well, hold on, Senator.
0: Event. How can they not realize it? How can they not realize it? it, it they are intellectually uh, uh, smart. I, uh, I hope to imagine they went to good schools. I mean, how can they not realize it? They've got to know what they're doing. And what is their end game if that's the case? And I, I'm utterly confused with this, the, frankly. You're talking so about I've, the media.
1: Wow. So, I, so I've asked people that literally have converted, you know, were communists or socialists, what were they thinking? So, no, really, people in that movement. That yes, they they see the the millions of people murdered under totalitarianism. They've seen these societies and economies ruined. They just believe that they're smarter and they're better angels. And if you give them that kind of power, everything will be coming up roses. They really can create this utopia on earth. That's that's their mindset. Uh, so that's dangerous. And so what what the media is doing is because they're dedicated to Let's face it, Malcolm. The radical left took over our university system in the 60s, right? They control yeah. the clouds of education and of journalism. So they're teaching our teachers how to indoctrinate our children to be leftists. They teach our journalists not to be journalists, but to be advocates for the far left, for the radical left, the Democrat Party. Remember, I, I keep using, I keep separating out. It's not. I mean, the Democrat Party now is radical leftist.
0: And finally, you know, I'm just thinking here, your Senate race now, you you know, I remember talking to you uh, on mic last time and, and off mic, actually, too. I mean, this was a very big decision for you. And I know you weighed heavily on your family and your wife and your, and, and your heart, whether you were going to run again. Uh, you still feel good about it?
1: Well, Malcolm, I did this because I love this country. And, and my wife, you know, is supportive as well, as much as she'd want me to just fade off in retirement and lead a good life. She also loves this country. My, my family does as well. So they, they've all encouraged me to do this. Um, we all recognize what parallel America is in and, and, and we all have to fight for it. Now, I've been traveling for 11 years saying we got to fight for freedom. Uh, if this, you know, I, I can't just turn my back on it. None of us can. And that's what I would ask all of your, your audience to do. I, I'm in a tough race. I mean, this is Wisconsin is bellwether. I mean, we run, the, we win these races you know, Three million votes cast, and they'll be decided by 20,000 votes. Okay. Um, and my main opponent, right at this point in time, because I don't have a Democrat opponent, they're going to have a, a primary. My main opponent is the media. So even though I've been outspent 14 million to 3 million, um, even worse is I've had the media with a relentless assault. It's basically a jihad for over a year, distorting any little thing I say, taking out a text, context, lying about me. Um, so I'm going to need a lot of support. I, if you don't mind, ronjohnsforcenter.com. I mean, I need money in order to, to counter those lies. I'm not going to get help out of, other than talk radio, you know, folks like you. That's right. um, I'm not going to get any help out of the mainstream media here in Wisconsin, so mm-hmm. this has all got to be bought and paid for. I think we're doing a pretty, pretty effective job, but if you want to save this U.S. Senate seat, which is it's crucial that we do so so we can stop the Biden agenda, the, the radical left agenda. I'm going to need uh, financial support. So that's Ron Johnson for Senate.com.
0: Oh, well, incredible. Thank you. To Senator Ron Johnson, incredibly good news. Healthy cell, immune super boost. It's back in stock, finally, after a couple of months because of demand. Uh, now, this is incredible stuff. Pill free microgel, just a little package there. You take right out of the package or put in water. It's incredible. Delivers maximum absorption. And we're talking vitamin C. Uh, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. I mean, you you get the point there. All the stuff you need for a healthy, healthy and resilient immune system, without a doubt here. Now, to get this uh, special package I'm going to tell you about right now, all you have to do is use the code out loud, And when you buy the Immune Super Boost before April 7th now, uh, you'll get a free AC-11 package, about a $40 value. Never done this before, so it's a brand new incentive. Just use the code OUTLOUD and buy the Immune Super Boost and you'll automatically get the AC-11. Nothing to check off or anything on the site. You'll get it if it's before April 7th and now. Um, and as always, our new listeners uh, get 20% off that first order. Remember that. Uh, just use the code OUTLOUD, uh, healthycell.com forward slash OUTLOUD or click the banner ad back at americaoutloud.com to get your free AC-11. Well, up next here, excited to have on Dr. Joel Hirshhorn will join us for the first time. Uh, He's a new writer and contributor back at America Out Loud. Uh, We're going to talk about these uh, spike proteins that are causing micro blood clots, uh, and this surely is at the center of long COVID. Uh, We'll join you on the other side of the pause here. You're listening to Viewpoint This Sunday.
1: The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen
0: in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire.
4: Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients, like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a -a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. It tastes great, comes in a convenient squeeze gel pack, and it's more natural, too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
0: Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and uh, I know many of you out there are uh, following this very closely, but long COVID. Long COVID you've heard of it or some people refer to it as long hauler syndrome Uh, a couple of different names for it but uh, and basically we're starting to see more and more of this and it's uh, well kind of becoming an epidemic in its own right uh, if you will Uh, and people are surely struggling with it and I know because we get uh, thousands of emails and correspondence uh, on the platform here so a lot of people they you know they go through the initial infection of covid and then they have all these other health problems in fact in my own world as many of you know my own wife who had covid very seriously in the long covid uh, loss of hair can be a problem uh, you've got uh, there's a lot of side effects from this thing uh, uh, the blood pressure can be a problem uh, uh, high blood pressure even though you never had it before that sort of thing in uh, uh, fatigue, uh, just a lot, a lot of complications that people are struggling with. You know, as I read here, more than half of the 236 million people who've been diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, since December 2019, uh, will experience post-COVID symptoms. And these things can stretch on for a long time. I mean, months and months and months and years uh, is what we're seeing. And again, this is all new, so we have to see how this all plays out. Joining me on the program now for the first time is uh, Dr. Joel Hirshhorn is here. And uh, Dr. Joel has testified at over 50 U.S. Senate and House hearings and authored hundreds of articles on COVID. Uh, He's the author of Pandemic Blunder. That book is in the bookstores and actually it's on the front page of America Out Loud in our bookstore as well. Easy to find it there. He's the uh, he's a professor at the University of Wisconsin as well. Uh, He directed a medical research program there between the colleges of engineering and medicine. He's got an op-ed on this, which I think is uh, just brilliant. Um, Spike proteins causing micro blood clots at the center of long COVID, and that is a big part of the story. Here is these micro blood clots, and this is—if you follow this—it's this been something that we've been dealing with for a while, talking about these blood clots that happen. Uh, Doctor Hershon, welcome to the program to Viewpoint this Sunday, sir.
5: Great to be with you. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's exciting to have you here finally, uh, and you've been a new writer for the platform and all, and a great voice, and a man of integrity, and always out there digging into the numbers and the data. It's good that we have guys like you because guys like me hate numbers, but you do well at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude,
5: <laughs> I like you, I like the data.
0: You do. You do. And I see that with all your things. Well, Thank, thank God we got Joel. They're getting through all the numbers. Yeah. All right. So the, the studies are showing now, th- let's get into this, the micro blood clot deal, what the research has shown. And that uh, this this is the big cause of that's causing a lot of problems for us. Explain to folks uh, w- what this entails, please.
5: Yes, I think there was uh, some brilliant research done at a university in South Africa. It's the only research, really, that conclusively showed a cause of long COVID. And that is they actually did very sophisticated research, and they could actually see micro blood clots throughout the bodies of people who had long COVID. And that's not you know uh, hard to understand because it really goes back to spike proteins and the spike proteins that people get when they get COVID infection. But I wanna also add the spike proteins that people get when they get COVID vaccines, the mRNA type vaccines. So these spike proteins, you got to think of them as little balls, like with needles sticking out. Most people have seen pictures of these balls with the spikes sticking out. What happens when they get through, go into small blood vessels, capillaries? Well, you can imagine it's hard, uh, you know, (laughs) hard not to imagine that these spike proteins could stick to the walls of of the blood vessels, the small blood vessels. And once they stick to the walls, then various materials in the bloodstream start to accumulate and they create the blood clots, okay? The platelets, fibrogen, various materials in the blood system accumulate to create the blood clots. And these are very small micro blood clots. And what I wanna emphasize is that all the normal techniques of that, that most doctors or hospitals use, x-rays, MRIs, imaging of ultrasound, one kind or another, none of the ordinary methods of studying uh, patients or victims will find these blood clots. They're too small. They don't show up on the ordinary you know ways of looking at things. There's only one test <laughs> called the D-dimer test, uh, which has been used by a few courageous, smart physicians. And that test actually measures, and it comes out with a number that shows whether or not your body is filled with blood clots. It has been used, and I have data in my, in my uh, article uh, that's on your site. Uh, it was used in some places. Initially, when people got COVID, they would do the D-dimer test and quickly find out where the people who were very sick with COVID infection had their bodies filled with clots. And and the data is absolutely compelling uh, data, but a brilliant doctor in Canada, Dr. Hoff, also looked at his patients who had, he had been giving them uh, one of the COVID vaccines, the Moderna vaccine, in fact. And he did the D-dimer test, and interestingly enough, these were on people who got the vaccines, mind you. 62% of his patients, 62% failed the D-dimer test. That is, they had bodies filled with micro blood clots mm-hmm. after the COVID vaccines. So it all goes back to spike proteins clogging up the fine blood vessels. And now we know through lots of studies and lots of what patient accounts, the victims, that once you get through the infection period, uh, it could be weeks, months, and now we know years later, Mm -hmm. you're still suffering from a host of symptoms. And what's amazing now in the US is that we have millions, many millions of Americans who cannot go back to work because of all the symptoms they have from long COVID. It's a very serious Mm -hmm. medical condition and unfortunately, what I want to emphasize is very few doctors, hardly any doctors, either know about the D-dimer test or use the D-dimer test. So, you know, these people who are suffering with long COVID see their doctors and they can't get a real good medical explanation of what's going on and they don't have a good treatment.
0: because regards to South African study, t- tell me this here. Uh, the 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 point of uh, the the messenger RNA uh, it, it, within the COVID virus, did they get any particular in detail versus uh, the the micro blood clotting versus having just COVID itself, or the combination of having that uh, mRNA vaccine uh, that that was more well uh, lethal, uh, m- more challenging for folks? Anything along that lines? Well, not in the South Africa
5: research. They just had a number of patients who had long COVID. Mm-hmm. And you know, they actually got pictures. I've I've used the, some of their photographs, very high magnification photographs. You could actually see, they could actually see the micro blood clots. And it, but it took a lot of very sophisticated electron microscopy and very, you know, big te- high tech te- techniques uh, that are, are not normally used in in, in medical research. So I we're going to see more research I'm sure but the fact is that people are suffering now and I mean really suffering and they're not many of them are not being considered you know sort of seriously for, uh, by their doctors you know a lot of uh, doctors unfortunately say they have hypochondria that it's all in their heads that they don't have a real medical condition mm-hmm. and one of the things I always want to emphasize Long COVID is a real medical condition. Unfortunately, only the D-dimer test is the easy test that any doctor could, could order it from a laboratory and it's not being widely used. But so, so most of these suffering patients go to their doctors and they don't do the D-dimer test. So they don't get a kind of good diagnosis, a confirmation you might say that they have a real medical condition. And they do have a real medical condition. Virtually every major organ in the body can be impacted by micro blood clots. So when you look at all the kinds of symptoms that people with long COVID have, it, it, it ranges enormously. Some of them are, are, in, are in their heads. You know, they have mental fog. They have, some of them have physical exhaustion. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, a lot of people I understand too, are taking uh, still, well, of course, everybody knows aspirin is one of the things, but like Eloquist there's uh, blood thinners, that sort of thing. That's been one of the uh, points here, isn't it? With, with the micro blood clotting?
5: Yes. I put out a, a, a sort of survey question. I belong to a couple of uh, medical groups and I asked physicians Uh, What are you doing? You know, what are you trying to use for your patients with long COVID? And the answers that came back most frequently were Plavix, Eliquis and aspirin, Mm -hmm. because these are all blood thinners or anticoagulants. But other than that, uh, there is no magic bullet, you might say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for how to deal with it
0: yeah you you are just you're, you're you're a good man you're solid and i'm so pleased uh blessed to have you here uh, with us on america out loud uh that book pandemic blunder again any bookstore you can get it uh surely it's in the america out loud bookstore that link is on our front page friends uh dr joel hershorn thank you for joining me on viewpoint this sunday it's awesome to have you brother
5: thank you for the opportunity i really appreciate it
0: uh, thank you for joining me on the mission here it's time uh, to get involved and get love.